Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench. And this is Season 4, Episode 5. And uh, we are all three here today. And uh, we are recording, just so you know, on a Monday night. This will be released uh, the next day on Tuesday. So this will be our most recent episode. But, uh, Aaron, how you doing over in Cedar Rapids? Doing well over here in the 319. Uh, good to be with you guys. It's been a good couple of weeks. Um, you know, three weeks under our belt, the school year. It feels like we never left. Oh, and, boy. I uh, never had that C word happen. All. We are rolling um, all or full steam ahead over here. At least that's how I'm feeling over here. It's like we just, we jumped back in, had a couple of days of, hey, this is great. And now we're just head down and, and, let, and let's, yeah. let's go. Yeah. What happens, happens from here yeah. on out. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But uh, yeah, it's, I, I was just talking to my wife here as we were eating supper. It's like, you know, man, we're, oh, we're going to Arizona in four weeks, the middle of October. That's four weeks away. And, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, uh, Middle of September already, and yeah, it, it's rolling. Scott, how you doing? I'm doing great. I just got back. Actually, I just got back from Indianapolis from the state coordinator summit. So I had a jam-packed few days of learning and growing and networking with uh, with ads across the country. So it was. It's always awesome to be around um, our athletic directors that are like-minded and are talking about all the things that we struggle with uh, on the daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh you're in the midst of heavy hitters, so to speak out there. Look like to me, but yes. How many t-shirts did you give away? I didn't give away that many. I probably gave away like four or five. I gave one to Jake, you know, Von Scheer though. And I've got a visor for both of you. So. Oh, I can't wait. I saw can't that. wait for I a good that. visor. Man, that Thanks, was Jake. Yes, Jake. Thank you very much. That was fantastic to see uh, Rich out there sporting his BTB t-shirt. I know. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, I, I will tell both of you that I got so many compliments about our podcast and how much they enjoy it, how much people listen on their way to, you know, to work in the morning. And, you know, we always talk about it's our kind of our mental health time. Um, mm -hmm. I think our listeners have that same mantra also. So I just wanted to share with you guys all the great comments I got from, again, athletic directors across the country that just said great things about, you know, what our podcast is about. And, you know, like we've always said, we do it because we want to help ADs get better and, and make them know that, you know, we're, we're here to help them if they need us. So yeah, for sure. I thought I'd share Any way we you. can do that. And, uh, I'm sure some people's commutes are longer than mine. Uh, the seven minute commute that I have with one stop sign from south to north in Jefferson, but uh, it might no, be a few, might be a few, but you know, we do appreciate our loyal listeners and are, are happy. We can do that. Um, and interesting segue that would not be possible without our, our great sponsors that we have. And, uh, so we're going to give you, I know you hear these all the time, but it's good to be reminded of our sponsors of Beyond the Bench. Our first sponsor we want to recognize tonight, we want to thank Gipper for being part of BTB and our show. If you want your athletic program to stand out on social media, now you can with Gipper. Using Gipper, you can create and share professional sports graphics to social media in seconds on any device without needing design experience. Try Gipper out for free at gogipper.com backslash athletics. You can also catch Matthew Glitch, Matthew Glick, 
There's a glitch in my giddy up, Matthew. Glitch Glitch. in your gick. Listen for his uh, his podcast stand out as well. Um, but they've been a great sponsor. And again, if you haven't checked out the the beta 2.0 um, improvements they've made and the way you can now edit, that's good stuff. So thanks to Gipper for continuing to uh, make their product better, more responsive, and help ads look smarter than we really are. Yeah, absolutely, they do that. <laughs> And as a leader in the industry, Superfan has spent the last 10 years innovating and changing how schools approach fan engagement, ticketing, fundraising, and more. The Superfan platform includes our customized app. Make it fit for your school by choosing from dozens of engagement features designed with your students in mind. Communicate better with our smart notifications system, which allows you to target specific audiences. Learn more about your fan base with Superfan's detailed real-time data and reporting. Sell everything from merchandise to memberships through RevPass, our contactless digital payment system. And raising funds just got easier with RocketJar digital fundraising platform. You get your own customized funding site complete with your branding. Each fundraising campaign has its own page, making it easy to target potential donors. And wait. There's more. Superfans digital ticketing platform, FlashTix, makes it easy to sell tickets for any type of event. From start to finish, you can purchase tickets in as little as 10 seconds. Easy to set up and manage. It's a valuable addition to any school's toolbox. No matter how big or small your school is, the Superfan platform is your all-in-one solution. Find out more or schedule a demo at superfaninc.com. Calm. Let Varsity Bound Software manage your team's information so you can create an amazing experience and build your legacy at your school. Varsity Bound provides everything for your athletes and parents that they need to enjoy the season right in one place. They can get all this information on the web or on the Varsity Bound app. Schedules, rosters, scores, standings, tickets, stats, live stream links, Twitter feeds, team news, and more with Varsity Bound. Our next sponsor, Hometown Ticketing, uh, has been a great sponsor of ours. And if you're an AD looking for saving time or making your job a little easier or less stressful, if you're looking for ways to improve the fan experience at your games, we suggest you take a look at Hometown Ticketing. Hometown Ticketing provides schools with everything you need to offer professional-level online ticketing at absolutely no cost to your school or athletic program. Hometown Ticketing integrates industry-leading technology directly into your existing school or athletic website, providing your fans with a simple and easy ticket-buying experience that takes place directly on your website without the need to create an account, remember a password, or download an app. From individual game tickets to customized season pass programs, our friends at Hometown Ticketing can customize an entire ticketing platform for your program. And the best part is it doesn't cost your school or athletic program anything to get started. So check them out at www.hometownticketing.com to enroll your school today. Check out our friends again at www.hometownticketing.com. ADs, are you looking for the easiest, most efficient fundraising platform? Goat Fundraising takes all the hassles out of fundraising. To learn more, go to their website at goatfundraising.com. And finally, as an AD, becoming a better leader is always a priority for you. I've been following Jamie Beckler for some time now and recently joined his online membership site, theleadershipplaybook.com. 
Jamie is the author of numerous books. He hosts the Success is a Choice podcast and helps athletic departments across the country build better cultures. He's also a former high school athletic director, and being a member of theleadershipplaybook.com is like having my own leadership coach on call. Jamie provides a fresh set of eyes to the issues we are sure to encounter. I highly recommend reaching out to him at Coach Beckler on Twitter and check out theleadershipplaybook.com. And thank you again to all of our sponsors uh, for their support of Beyond the Bench. Well, guys, uh, well, first of all, you know, before we go on, I just I wanted to share, because I'm sure people are curious, uh, they're asking themselves right now, Todd, what's your favorite bird? Well, <laughs> is it my the middle bird, finger? No, not the middle <laughs> finger. Uh, oh, oh, okay, okay. My favorite bird is the Hawkeye. And oh, really? It's just, oh, really? There you go. Really? There you go. All right. Wow. I know people. I, I know people were curious, and wow. I just need to satisfy that curiosity. That uh, yeah, it, it's a Hawkeye, and uh, so anyway, that's uh, wow. That, that's all. All right. For that. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. You brought it up, so let's talk about it. Let's let's not let's not beat around the bush. Let's not take these, you know, kind of sly little digs at the Cyclone fans out there, Mister Gordon. Let's just talk about it. I was just talking about my favorite. There was no Your dig. Favorite bird. Oh, yeah, really. And it wasn't really? the middle finger. And it wow. wasn't the it wasn't the middle finger. So okay, a, Aaron. Equal time. There's a point there. One point. There you go. One point. Not two. But you get one point. <laughs> point. Oh. Point. Counterpoint. Clearly, clearly I, I need more than a point. I, I tell Jane, you, you ignorant uh, slut. That takes you back to Saturday Night Live back in the 70s. <laughs> I love it. Uh, wow, we digress. I tell I you what, what a, can, I don't even know that what, we can, I don't know that you can really even say anything. No, I Because the Cyclones kind of took a shellacking. They did. I tell you, what is wrong with my Cyclones? I don't know. I, why I don't can't, know. Why can't why we shake can't Big Brother? Shake I don't get it. I don't understand it. I, I well, honestly was really scared about that game when it before it started. I was like, I don't know, this is gonna be tough. And why then we, we just, have now here's the thing. I was good football team. Man, is their defense good. Their back end yeah, of the defense are. is lights out. Yeah, um, I might they might be looking for a new D coordinator because I think the one they've got is gonna head to USC um here pretty soon. Um but their their back end is just so good. And I yep. knew that was be an issue, but how can we can go in and line up with an Oklahoma and not be afraid of them, but we can't line up with a, with an Iowa and, and, and play with them? Not that Iowa's not a good football team. Uh, clearly, they're a top-10 football team, but I just don't understand the the uh, the struggle we have playing the Hawkeyes. Well, and sometimes you, you obviously can't plan for a tipped balls that get tipped to, you know, a couple no. of defensive backs. And, you know, if Brees Hall is going to fumble, he can't fumble in a worse spot. No, um, and he's usually pretty sure-handed. You know those, those things. It's just, but like it rains, it pours, and uh, yep. But I, I think it's just, and Iowa State's a good football team too. I mean, don't get us wrong. Yeah. That's just it's the way that happened. But um, yep, I I agree. I mean, I I don't know that either team's going to play a better defense throughout the year. Iowa State's defense is oh. lights out too. Yeah, they're. Um, yeah, so I I just think they've they both saw just quality quality nationally ranked defenses 
um, Iowa just got the breaks, and yeah. you know that that could go either way. But you're right; it's just hard to shake, and it's hard to understand. Uh, I just, yeah. But it, well, it it was a good game, uh, well played. It's one of those games that obviously, gosh, when when schedules start to shake out in a couple years, um, if Iowa State, you know, the Big Twelve is going to expand again, Iowa, you know, signing their deal or whatever. Boy, that game's got to stay somehow, some way. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so, too, because that just generates an awful lot of interest, a lot of excitement in the state of Iowa. And, and, um, you know, it's always great, too, because it puts that spotlight on those Iowa kids that are on both teams for a week. And uh, I I really hope that the ADs can figure out a way to to make that still work. Um, But you're right, Todd. There's going to be this pressure to play 10 Big Ten games, the pressure Mm -hmm. to play, you know, 10 Big 12 games and all that stuff. So... Um, I hope they figured out. Yep, for sure. But yep. Well, um, thanks for obliging me on that, and I'm glad yeah. we got some some counterpoint on that. But not really. Um, yeah. <laughs> what was I going to say? They got their tails kicked again. <laughs> so now that we've answered that question, uh, we'll go. We want to spend a moment. Um, you know, the Iowa High School Athletic Director Association uh, lost one of their their faithful workers, uh, Mark Brighton, uh, a couple weeks ago after a battle with Parkinson's disease. And uh, we at the Beyond the Bench podcast, and we know all of the state of Iowa, and anyone who knew Mark want to send our sympathies to his family, his kids. And uh, uh, Mark was just such a, I know Scott has a special connection with Mark, and uh, we all worked with him on the board, and uh, just such a such a good good guy and a great worker. Uh, cared about kids up in that Marcus uh, Meriden Claghorn Remsen Union area for many many years. Uh, filled a lot of hats, and uh, uh, so you know it's we got to see him you know one last time at the convention in spring, and you know it went pretty quick. Uh, but you could tell then he was pretty weak. Um, uh, but again, one of the good guys and, uh, our sympathies out to Mark's family and, uh, uh, yeah, I, Scott, I don't know if you want to speak to it. I know you had a special relationship with Mark. Yeah. Mark was, uh, the first person who actually gave me a job coaching basketball for him up at Marcus Meriden Claghorn. So, um, that goes all the way back to 1996. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, just a couple of things I remember about Mark from when, you know, I worked with him up there is like, he was all about the kids and, you know, just being a young, a young kid myself, I said, Hey, what do I do? And he goes, Hey, just take care of the kids, make sure Uh they have fun. I mean, so if, if I, you know, I remember a lot of things about Mark, but I just remember that from him is, you know, making sure their kids are having fun and taking care of the kids and, I think you can see through all the work that he did with the athletic directors association and uh, sorry, but just a great guy. Yeah. 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 And like you said, Todd, he worked with all of us on the board um, and and just was one of those servant leaders on the board who just made when you're going through those chairs, um, he's been, he's served the the AD association for a lot of years. He had a lot of that kind of that institutional memory that we needed uh, as we were going through the chairs to make sure that we, we kept track of things and got things done on time and, and 
and such. But the thing I, I tell you what I remember most about Mark is the fa- is how passionate he was about the middle school AD yeah. and middle yep. school athletics. And that's something that so many people wanted to run away from as fast as they could. They, you know, I, I want the high school AD job. I want the I want to focus on my high school. That's where the that's where the media is. That's where the press is. It's where the focus of the community is. And man, Mark was a grinder uh, and an advocate for the middle school ads, um, the ones who are getting kids started in their in their in their school their formal school activity programs. And how do we make sure middle school AT, ads are better to give these kids a great experience as they walk in the door and start the school athletics experience, so that they'll continue playing for us at the high school level down the road. Um, so, Mark, uh, I know you're looking down on us. Thanks for your tireless work for the middle school ad. And being the servant leader that you were. Yes, sir. Well, I want to go back and uh, revisit. In episode four, we talked about one big thing. We kind of challenged people, our listeners, to you know have their OBT, have their one big thing that they were going to work on over the next month or so or year, whatever time frame they put on it. And uh, so we do those things. And uh, we need to go back and revisit it. So, since I've got two guys captive here, um, <laughs> and myself, I can I can push stop. I can hang yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> and then I can create your answer. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> touche. I'll stay on. Yeah. yeah so right. we're just going to talk through our OBT, our one big thing, and and just kind of see how that's gone over the last uh, month. Uh, or a few weeks since we recorded that. So, Scott, your OBT was patience. Yes. How's that going? And, well, you know, I've got my good days and my bad days. So, I, I mean, I, I've i really thought about it, though. So I appreciate the, the fact that you challenge us to do that because now I think about it whenever I get in those situations where I want to uh, put my – Pull horns out and mm-hmm. run through the wall. I go, okay, hold on a second. I, I gotta, I gotta curb my my zeal for a little bit, and uh, and sometimes I think uh, so. It's been good for me to think about that. So, but I will, I, I will jump on Todd's bandwagon with pe- things that irritate me. I know Todd always talks about people. They irritate him driving, but he, he did drive I, five hours today. So here we go. I know. Well. <laughs> Well, I, I don't want to bring up any bad stuff here, but I, I will say this. I, I, I've been – and since I've been more kind of conscientious of my own patience, I've, you know, then also looked at other people. And I just it, – it frustrates me that people just don't allow people enough grace and just, you know, like we, we got a bunch of ADs out here working really hard and doing great things. And we just have a lot of people that just don't show much grace to yeah. people in it. And so as my, through my, you know, my own kind of reflection and making sure that I'm being patient and showing patience, I've seen others not doing it. So it's probably made me more aware of mm-hmm. other people who are not maybe doing some of the things that I probably did before. So it's been good for me. And like always, I continue to be better. <laughs> Amen. The whole point. Yes. Well, Aaron, yours was, uh, what is this here to teach me? 
So I picked that one to talk about because that's probably the one since our last episode that I've tried to, uh, you know, maybe focus on when I've known that there's been a tough conversation coming the past couple of weeks or if I've gotten an email that I'm just like, oh boy, that's that's probably going nowhere fast. Um, I've tried to step back for a second and before I even engage in that conversation, if possible, um, I've tried to ask myself that question. Okay, what is this situation here to teach me? What What am I going to learn? from reading this email, returning this phone call, talking with this parent, talking with this coach, talking with this athlete about this situation that clearly doesn't look good on the surface, but I've tried to ask myself that on the front end um, so that I'm listening for that as I'm going through the conversation. And there's, I'm not, <laughs> you guys know me and people out there know me, I'm not gonna be perfect at this. And, and that question might go out the window in the first two sentences. Um, that I hear and I'll get defensive and back to you know, my corner quickly. Um, but I've really, the few times that I've really tried to think hard about that in the past few weeks, it's helped me be calmer going into a situation and be looking for what can I learn so we can be better rather than um, becoming defensive uh, immediately in those situations. So it's helping um, engage in those tough discussions. Good. And you know, that is, uh, you know, Scott spoke to and, and you just spoke to. I think that's the beauty of one big thing, um, the OBT that I, I work with with our coaches and directors as we have our, our one-on-ones uh, throughout the year is it gives them something to focus on. I, I do think if, if it puts you in the front of your brain, uh, you're conscious of it. So I appreciate you guys both both sharing that there. Uh, mine was just two words, and that's try it. Um, we knew going into this year, one of the things I was going to try was this RAM leadership, little yeah. R, capital A-M leadership, where every Tuesday morning we have a 15-minute session starting at 7.43, and we talk for 15 <laughs> minutes about uh, something in leadership-based. And we're talking a lot about the characteristics of a leader, qualities of a leader, and uh, so we're going into session four tomorrow morning. And actually, I did the first week. I just talked about what a leader was and leading yourself and things like that. Um, the second week, I don't I think I told you guys this, but um, I had a I woke up on a I got Sunday afternoon and then Monday and Tuesday. I was trying to find a covid test because I was just mm. I was down. And uh, it ended yeah. up being negative. It ended up just being really that's bad, good. probably a sinus infection. Um, yep. But, you know, that's just kind of where we're at. We have to be kind of conscious of that stuff. Yeah. So I couldn't get a test till Tuesday. So Tuesday morning, um, Chad Morton, our track coach, uh, took it. I asked him on Monday if he'd t speak to him, and he did. And um, and I, I just I've, I'm really encouraged going in there. Uh, We've had about 20 kids in there every day, um, every Tuesday, the last three weeks. Uh, the core of them, 17, 18, have been the same kids. Uh, so they're coming back. And it's a lot of young kids, some young girls, freshmen, sophomores, and a lot of freshmen, sophomore boys, and a few juniors and seniors sprinkled in. Um, so I'm really happy with the conversation we're having. Again, it's um, we have a little conversation, but 15 minutes goes very quickly, as you can imagine. Yeah, it does. And, yes, it does. Uh, uh, it's can you been imagine kind of, us trying to do a podcast in 15 minutes? Well, uh, we're at 23 minutes and 45 <laughs> seconds right now. We haven't talked about much, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, 
but it's good. I mean, I, I think it's it's in the kid's wheelhouse where it's just 15 minutes. I'm not asking for 45 or 50. Uh, those are deeper sessions you can do, but um, it's it's been a lot of fun. Uh, cool. It's been invigorating for me. And, uh, again, I think uh, try it was just try it. Uh, what's the worst that can happen? Isn't, isn't it awesome when you hear those kids talk about leadership? I mean, that's pretty – I mean – it, it gives you a little boost. It's yeah. almost like you're going to the national convention when you yeah. can have your kids talking about all the things that, you know, and you're like, okay, these kids get it. And it, it, yeah. it's encouraging. Kind of gives you a little um, boost. Uh, two things have been encouraging through it. Uh, one was I asked them last week, you know, what's something you've learned the last, it was week three. So what's something you really remember from the last, uh, you know, a couple of weeks? And two or three of them spoke up and, and mentioned something that we'd talked about or that uh, Coach Morton talked about. And, uh, you know, and then I just – it's really great because I, I just feel like we're laying a foundation yeah. for for leadership. And I'm trying to give them three things, two or three things every week. Okay, put this into practice. Don't just talk about it. I, I tell them you're not junior leaders. You're not leaders in training. There's no little badge you get. You're not – you don't get a different colored smock while you're training. Uh, I tell them you are leaders and there's no, yeah. this isn't training. I mean, we're going to try and get better, but you need to lead right now. Um, right. No matter what that looks like. So I, it's just been, been a lot of fun. And then last week I gave him a paper. It had our Ramway on it. We kind of talked through that, the acronym and six kind of characteristics through that. And I said, Take a picture of this, put it on your phone. You don't have to put it on your mirror in your bathroom. I said you can, but you've all got phones. Take a picture of it. And I saw a couple yeah. of them taking pictures of it that morning as I was walking out to kind of post by the or stand by the front door as kids came in. So um, I hope they're taking some things to heart. Again, if we can help one person, uh, kind of like we do with this podcast, yep. if we can help one person get through a day, um, then it's worth it. So my encouragement uh, – Again, I guess all three of us would say practice your patience, find out what that situation is going to try and teach you, and then if you've got an idea, try it. Yep. And then adjust, adapt, overcome after that. That's all you can yep. do. So, All right, thanks, guys. thanks, guys, for sharing that. And Again, if you've got one big thing out there, our listeners, that you're working on or uh, you want to talk about it, reach out to any of us, and uh, we'll talk through that. We, I think it's just good when you have some accountability. And somebody says, hey, this is something I'm working on. Uh, I want to talk to you about it every week or every now and then. And uh, that's what we're here to do. I think we want to go from uh, in the podcast of not just spewing out information or thoughts and ideas, but we really want to hear from from listeners and how we can help you um, just do that and just connect. Because remember, we're all sharers as administrators and athletic administrators and uh, we don't have all the best ideas, but we're here to help too. I'd love to see what other people are doing out there too. If they're taking on that kind of that one big thing mentality, what's, what's, what's the one thing you're trying right now? Yeah. How's it going? We'd love to hear that. Yep. So That's for sure. Well, guys, our main topic, uh, in this podcast is going to be as we're about four weeks into school, handling the busyness, how we handle it. Uh, we're going to talk through, you know, everyone's goes from zero to a hundred, mm. like in about two days, and we feel like our engines are revved up 
the whole time. And it just seems like there's there's never a, a stopping point, you know. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because COVID kind of took us a year away from that. I don't know. Where it wasn't quite as uh, fast, but I feel like we just hit it now, and everyone just get, wants to get back to normal so fast that I feel like we put the pedal down a little bit faster this year. It uh, there's a hole in the floorboard, I think. Uh, some, in some places, that that gas pedal got pushed down so hard. I, I think you're right, Todd. I think folks just were so anxious to get back and do things that that we all just went. Um, we just read and went. I mean, like I got freshman volleyball matches. I've I've never had to consider pulling out a second set of bleachers at a freshman volleyball match, and I I'm, hmm. I'm having to think about that. Um, which is great for those kids who are getting these big crowds. I mean, I've got 30 freshman boys wanting to come watch the, the freshman volleyball team play. Mm-hmm. Never happened before. Um, yeah. So it's it's just things like that I'm seeing that, that have made it feel um, hectic, um, maybe more to manage, uh, more to think about and plan for than, than maybe what we've had in the past. I don't know. It's, it's felt a little different, and I've appreciated that, honestly. You know, I said that from the top. I was worried we'd come back and be too tentative, and, and I don't think that's an issue. No, I don't think it's been an issue at all. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so. Well, I just want to I want to take a moment, and again, this is not to draw. I just wrote down um, the other day the last week that I had, and I told my wife, Deb, on I think it was Saturday after it was pretty much all done, Um. I said, I feel like it's been one of the busiest weeks I've ever had. Um, and just with stuff piled into it. And some of it was my own doing. Uh, some is just the way the week fell. Um, but I want to go through September 7th through se- September 11th. Uh, Tuesday after Labor Day through Saturday. I would say I would like a three-day weekend every weekend. Uh, Ooh, amen. I would like... <laughs> I would take Monday off, and uh, I don't know. I could probably get, make it through weeks like this. But anyway, here was Tuesday, and so I started Tuesday morning, seven forty-three. Ram leadership, um, so did our fifteen minutes there. Um, I had home volleyball that night, so we had our our gym for home volleyball conference match. Um, in between all that, I had to do some shopping and prepping of food. Uh, because of all weeks, they asked me to teach an adult ed class on tailgating uh, using my Traeger and my Blackstone. And nice. Todd Gordon said yes. Um, not really looking at the week. I just knew, hey, we want you to teach the first adult ed, ed class uh, through Iowa Central. Um, so, yeah, I did it. And <laughs> um, so I had to go shopping for food. So what did you cook? Let me get through this first. Oh, all right, I, all right. I'll tell you. And I'll, I'll tell you when I talk about the tailgating class. All right. Okay? All right. I'm sorry. So I'm jumping the gun. I had to shop and I, so I, I got the food bought and had the home volleyball. So I walk in after home volleyball about nine o'clock. And then I had to spend about an hour prepping food for the next day. I need to have that done because on Wednesday, um, I had just about an hour or two in the office and then I had to go to a conference AD meeting in Ames uh, for two or three hours. Um, and then that night I had to get back. I had to be back by 2.30 because I needed to put the baloney on by 3. Uh, 
So that was ready to pull off at 6.30 uh, for the class. So on Tuesday, I had brought my, my Traeger and my Blackstone home from Okaboji, had them in the back of the truck, un- unloaded those on Tuesday as well, had them stored, had them ready to go. Um, so Wednesday, I got back about 2.30. I fired up the Traeger there at the school where I was going to be having the class right in the commons area. Not in the commons, but outside, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I got the bologna going and uh, got all my food out there. I had it all stored in the in the fridge. And so tailgating 101 started at 6.30, from 6.30 to 8. Um, had six people there. Uh, I made my master's pimento cheese spread, uh, which is the cheese sandwiches they serve at the master's, uh, the actual recipe they have for that, because I feel like every event deserves a tailgate. So I did cheese pimento spread, and then we went out to the Blackstone, and I showed them about three different things. Like, you know, if you're going to go in the morning, you're going to tailgate. Uh, so I made my egg recipe that I make with eggs and uh, sausage and cheese, and uh, I did the, uh, some of that on the Blackstone. Did that quick. We went in, ate it, talked a little bit. I went back out, had cleaned the Blackstone, and then I made uh, the original made right. From uh, the Marshalltown right. Made Right, the original Made Right restaurant, right. made the Made Rights there uh, in in front of them, and got that done. So we ate a little Made Right, and then I pulled the bologna, nice, uh, mm. and uh, let them sample the bologna, and uh, only brought about two pieces of that back. They uh, ate that pretty good. Uh, so they devoured it. They did, yeah. So you know, it was fun. Uh, yeah, it, it was just another night. But uh, you had to eat, so why not eat with some people and met a couple new friends and uh, had a good nice. time. So got through Wednesday. Uh, Thursday was was fairly calm, just kind of in the office. But as we get to Friday and Saturday, we had home football on Friday um, and had youth football night, so I had to do some, some different announcements for that. Um, Saturday we had our home cross country, so I was making sure cross country was ready to go, prepping for that. And then – a shortage of officials. So who got certified to be a lower-level volleyball official last week? Uh, Todd Gordon. Todd Gordon. Because, because we were short an official. We couldn't find anybody on a Thursday. So uh, Thursday afternoon, I, I pulled out, actually, the electronic whistle, uh, battery-opted whistle. I didn't put and uh, use that, but uh, refereed volleyball for the first time in about 25 years. And uh, <laughs> it came back to me pretty quick. But I my... <laughs> My hand, uh, my si- my signs were probably from back in the '90s. They aren't the current signs, you know. But um, anyway, so I, I refereed an eighth grade they volleyball the match. Idea. They got the idea. They knew who the point was going to. Yeah. Um, Friday morning, I got up and uh, we met at eight o'clock. The cross country coach and I we went out to the golf course and lined our cross country course for Saturday morning. Um, <laughs> got off the golf course, took a quick shower, went to the school, uh, got the rest of. Uh, the football game ready to go, went out and set up the press box and, and did everything there. Had a Friday night football game, came home, um, got up Saturday morning at 545 and was out the door by about 630 uh, getting stuff. And I was out at the golf course getting ready for the cross-country meet, 10 a.m., gun goes off. And, uh, you know, we were done running about 1230 and had our presentation and I was on my way to Grimes to watch some football game by about two o'clock. So, um, oh, wow. again, not to say, gosh, Gordon, you did a lot, but that's the, our typical week. 
We've all got those weeks where it's just, and sometimes those weeks are heavier than others. I've got a light week this week. It's not near as much. And I got a home, you know, you kind of cut to the point guys, don't you? Where you just kind of like away football games. Yeah. We've talked about that in the past. (laughs) Sometimes they offer you that reprieve on those weeks. Yeah. Just to go watch. Yeah. So game. Anyway, we've all have those weeks where it's just busy upon busy. And so what we want to talk through just for the next few minutes is just some, maybe some suggestions. And a lot of them are, gosh, you know, they're, they're mental is really all they are. It's a mindset. Yeah. Um, I think that we're going to talk about more than anything, but uh, we just want to offer our friends um, out there, maybe some things to think about to help you get through the busyness because we know you're all busy. Um, so I'm going to start. Uh, number one, I, I think you just have to embrace it. Uh, I had somebody tell me today, uh, I was over at a middle school volleyball match for a little bit uh, this afternoon, and the ticket taker, uh, one of our teachers, about the same age, he said, I don't know how you do what you do. He said, I might have been able to try it in my younger days, but I don't know how you do it when you're 59 years old. I said, well, I don't know. I don't know any different. I'm just dumb enough to not know any different. <laughs> um, but I, I just, it is. You just embrace it. Um, yep. I've said this the last few weeks on here, and I've, I, just, I love what I'm doing right now. I feel as much energy. Um, I, I, and I think a lot of it's I've actually physically, I've lost about 25 pounds in the last uh, yep. two and a half months. Uh, so I feel a lot better physically. Uh, my body feels better. Uh, I feel, and I just love where I'm at. I love working for the people of Green County and our kids. Um, so I think you have to embrace it, and you just have to know this is what it is. And but it's it's such a a pleasure to do it when you're at a place that you love doing it, and I I feel that right now. Um, I think maybe not so much on the mental side, but uh, it's just day by day. Okay. That week, last week, I just had to get through Tuesday. I knew what I needed to do Tuesday. And so I had my list, and I knew I was, I mean, I had to go home. I had to prep the food. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it because the days were going to stack up. So I I just got through one day at a time. I knew what I had to do each day. And so I just committed to that day, and I focused on that day and just tried to win that one. Mm -hmm. And then I went to the next day, and I tried to win Wednesday. And then I went to Thursday. And, and so, you know, before long, those five days were up. So just day by day, organize your day and win that day. And don't worry about the next day. That day, you'll you'll win that one. But organize your one day and win that day. Um, you know, look for the positives. Uh, thirdly, look for the positives. Look for the opportunities that you have, um, mainly for the kids. It's like we said about Mark Brighton. That's That's the best advice we can do. Well, how do I do this? I don't know, but do it for the kids. And so as we're creating experiences, either, you know, in the volleyball match or the football game, we're creating an experience for kids. And that's an opportunity for us to to touch lives that way. Um, You know, I I look at uh, the positives that I had, too, was I got to spend, golly, you know, getting ready for this cross-country meet. I spent five or six hours with my cross-country coach out on the out on the course either planning it over the last 
month or two when we were trying to figure out what the course would be because we were had to create a new course on the Jefferson mm-hmm. Golf Course. And so, you know, we're out there two hours at a time trying to, you know, taking the wheel and figuring out where we can go. And then I got, you know, Friday was busy, but Friday morning got to spend another two and a half, three hours with him lining the course. So it's an opportunity to build a relationship. You know, I had an opportunity Friday. I've got one coach who who helps me every Friday home game, Friday night, and he's in charge of the officials. And so I got to spend 15 or 20 minutes just talking with him, sitting by my car, waiting for the officials to show up. You know, so the positives is, yeah, it's busy, but I had moments to work on relationships with coaches and just talk about stuff and talk about life and talk about, you know, so those are positives. And then I think at the end of every day, I just felt satisfied that I, that was a job well done today. And I didn't, I didn't dwell on it too much, but I just felt blessed. And I felt like it was, it was satisfaction. And then at the end of Saturday, as I'm sitting there watching the, the game, with my kids and my grandsons, I thought, man, it was a good week. And this is the way I get to end it, sitting watching a yeah. football game with my grandkids and my sons and my son-in-laws. Yeah. Now, some of them are watching awesome. the silly Nebraska game up, up upstairs, <laughs> but uh, the real fans were down watching the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. Anyways, you know, just, so just I felt satisfied wow. that I, I'd given a good effort, and I, I, felt, I felt good about that. Um, that's awesome. And then the last thing I'll offer is this. I, I think, uh, you take time away when you can. And last week there wasn't much time away. Um, you know, Deb was gone for a couple of days, actually taking care of the grandkids down in Grimes on Monday and Tuesday. So she wasn't even home till Wednesday, but she came out to uh, the tailgate and sat in on the class and ate with us. So, I mean, you, you find moments when you can, um, I think one of the things I'll do, I've got our elementary principal. He's offered to supervise every away game because his daughter is our trainer. And uh, he said, if you don't want to go to a game, don't. I said, well, I go to every away game. That's what I do. Blah, blah, you know. Well, next (laughs) Friday and, you know, it'll be a it'll be a good game. um, But I'm going to let him cover the Clorinda game. And uh, we're going to get out of town and go up to the lake on Friday. So nice. I think you just sometimes you just got to, you know, the game's going to happen without me. And I'll talk to coach and, and he'll know who's there. And I'll still listen or watch it or whatever I can do. Um, but sometimes if somebody offers to supervise for you, take advantage. Um, Sunday. Um, after Saturday, obviously, we were tired. I mean, I, Saturday night, we got home about 730. I was in bed at 930 on a Saturday night and I, I'm not shot. I mean, yeah, I was tired and I had a great night's sleep. So we got up and, uh, had a little coffee, ate a little breakfast, watched church online. I was out mowing by about 10 30 cause my yard had taken a hit for about a week and a half. And so I trudged through that. But then Saturday afternoon, uh, after we were done with a little yard work, we went out to, uh, deals orchard, um, uh, and sat and listened to some live music for an hour. Um, drank a little cider. They make six kinds of cider out at the orchard. A really good hard ciders. I'm not a big hard cider guy, but this is good stuff. And uh, so we sat there with one of our neighbors and uh, just listened to some music for an hour. 
Had to get back at 325, though, because I, the Chiefs were kicking off. Uh, and uh, so, you know, but we took advantage of an hour. And we, we went out for an hour. And uh, then later that night, our neighbors came over, and we sat out on our deck and just talked and, and uh, had a good conversation for about an hour. Tomorrow we have no home activities, so Deb and I are going to go to a concert down in Des Moines at Hoyt Sherman Place and uh, see Robert Cray, great blues guitarist. Yep. Um, and so we're going to take advantage of time to do that. Um, so I think you just you take time when you can. And I think that's the key. If you have time to do something, um, go do it. So that's kind of how I get through it. Um, and, you know, it doesn't change the busyness, but uh, win the day and take advantage of times when you can do it. Wow, I'm in this Zen space after listening to you talk through how you manage all that, Todd. I don't know that I want to talk anymore on that. <laughs> other than, do we have any other college football teams football out there you're going to take a dig out? at today before the end of the show? I mean, Cyclones, check. Cornhuskers, check. I always take Cornhuskers. I'll get them checked. But Okay, how about um, – all right, you give me the floor. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> how about Florida State? I mean, Florida State yeah, playing crazy. a great game against Notre Dame. And then I'm not a football coach, but I played one on TV once. Uh, and But how do you not have – how do you not have a prevent defense in the last minute of a game and let a team, you know, throw a 50 yard touchdown pass on you at home? Um, mm. I, I just, I mean, that's a bad loss. Uh, they played Notre Dame so well. That was such a great game the week before. And I know it's college football and everybody's got some athletes, but I just, yeah. I don't know. I thought that was kind of poorly played, but so yeah, I'll pick on Florida state. There you I, guess. Go. I got no, well, I, to just, them, but... I just, wanted oh, to... you know, who loves Florida state. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> we need a uh, we need some kind of like insert there, to, like a little sound effect for for bringing that last that last shot in there, Todd. Next All level. Right. All right. So suggestions and, and so what I got to thinking, when, Todd, when you posed this question was, what's a tool I'm using here this year to try? And I would say I, I'm going to go back. Maybe maybe close to a year. Uh, I, I kind of picked this up middle of last fall, going into maybe winter last year, where um, you know, we'd spent some time developing our standards of excellence with my coaching staff. And I've talked about that. And we came up with our four standards of, of be relentless. I've got them right here on my desk. So I'll look over that. But, you know, be relentless, be easy to please, hard to satisfy, relationships, 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 and if not me, then who? And I think one of the things I've tried to do is pick one of those every few weeks, but that's going to be my lens and my filter. And so everything I'm doing as much as possible for that week, that two weeks, that month, whatever I'm kind of putting attention to on that is going to go through that lens and through that filter. And it causes me to um, gain perspective on what's going on, gain perspective on the busyness and why does this business matter? Why is it important? It's not just business for the sake of business, um, I think sometimes we get caught up in that where we're just we're, we're that we're in that hamster wheel and we're running and we're spinning and what are we spinning for? And I think by trying to to run it through my my which standard am I focused on right now? Run it through that lens, it gives it some purpose and some meaning. So let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. So again, one of our one of our four standards is this idea of be relentless. And there's four bullet points that come underneath that. We talk about pursuing your best every day, 
Uh, we talk about being committed to your kids, your sport, your school. We talk about experiencing the joy of coaching by try, trying to have fun in what you're doing. And the big one I talk about in there is just attitude and effort, and it's yours to control and manage every day. Um, and that bullet for me is something that I, I try to focus on off and on quite a bit. Um, I can get, I can find myself in the business very caught up in doing things to do things rather than doing things with purpose. And, and I think our attitude and our effort, uh, in particular, we start with our attitude and our attitude about that business. So, Todd, when you've got a week like you talked about, isn't it funny how you throw a big thing like a cross-country meet or a home wrestling tournament or a home track meet into the regular week? Um, how all of a sudden, bam, those escalate into your 75-hour weeks um, really quickly. Um on that, and, and when you're in the middle of those weeks, if you can put a purpose, a meaning um, to that business, it, it, it it's not just, it, it changes, I guess, the perspective on the fact that I'm not busy to be busier because that's what the week's about. I'm busy because I'm trying to create, Todd, as you talked about, an experience, or I'm trying to create experiences, or we're trying to be better as a program. We're trying to find a way to have a stronger influence or bigger impact on our kids through our platform of sports. And so I think about that attitude and effort, and in a busy week, Am I am I getting at, am I relentlessly pursuing this week? Am I being relentless about my attitude about why we're doing what we're doing this week? Am I being relentless in my effort to do the best I can and bring the best of me every day to those activities? And I don't do it well all the time, but by focusing on using our standards of excellence as a tool to focus my energy and focus the busyness, um, put a why behind the busyness, I think it helps me manage that better, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's good. Well, I think it, it kind of ties you back to, you know, we talk about being better, getting better. Uh, you know, it's like I shared with the kids in our RAM leadership. It's 1%. Just find one thing to get better at. I think yeah. sometimes we get overwhelmed with, uh, you know, how much we have to do. and we, But just one thing. Get better at one thing, yeah. even 1%. And I think that focus, Aaron, when you talk about, you know, tying that into what you're doing helps you just get better at it. Yeah. I like it. it. It's not, it's not an easy thing to do and it can, no. it can get really muddy really fast. Uh, you can forget about those, those moments when you are super busy, but you know, it's why I put, like I said, you, from the video, if you'd see it, I'm looking over here to my right all the time because I've got that poster we made with those standards and it's, it's visible to me every day. Um, multiple times throughout the day. And it's just a refocusing tool for me that there's a why. Whatever I'm dealing with right now fits one of those four standards. And it, and it fits one of those bullet points and there's a purpose to what I'm trying to accomplish right now. Um, and sure, it's busy. And sure, it's gonna take me some time, um, but it's worth it if we right. do it right. Well done, well said. Scott, go ahead, how do you... Uh... Take care of the yeah, business. I, I think, uh, and, and Aaron kind of, you guys both talked about it, but um, it's just that be grateful, you know, and sometimes it's hard to be grateful when you're having a tough week, but just find those times that you can celebrate, uh, find those times where, you know, that you can find a silver lining no matter what happens. If if you had a loss, you know, what, what happened great in the game? You know, did you see, you know, some kids doing some great things on the sidelines? Uh, always trying to find that a silver lining, um, you know, recognize greatness in those you serve, make sure that you're, you know, telling your coaches, you appreciate them. Um, you know, I, I love hearing about Todd's uh, Ram leadership. Um, those are great moments. And, and I know Todd, 
you know, I, I learned from you is like live in that moment. I think that's important. And I think those moments that you're creating now for those kids, they're going to pick up pieces and nuggets from that. And they're going to learn and grow from, from those opportunities that they've had that you've provided them um, through that Ram leadership. And so I'm excited to hear more about that and, and hear more about how you, that, that continues to grow and, and develop throughout the year. Um, and then secondly, um, you know, always be thinking about your legacy. You know, I, I think a great lesson for all of us is if, if we don't learn from what we've done in the past, you know, we're, we're destined to just keep doing the same thing. So I think that's why it's valuable that we talk about this because, you know, Aaron is using a tool to be like, okay, I'm going to focus on, you know, what is best for my team? What's best for the people I lead? You know, and if we just continue to not lose our purpose and lose our why, we're going to go right back to, you know, struggling each and every day and, and being frustrated by all the crazy stuff that happens in our lives as athletic directors. So it is imperative that just like we do each and every week, we tell our stories and let others listen to our stories. And hopefully, you know, we learn and grow from our discussions and hopefully our listeners are learning and growing from the conversations that we have. So again, I, again, I just, I think it's important, you know, as that we continue to, you know, grow in in this podcast. And um, I've learned ton from, both, you know, Todd and Aaron through this process. So um, I don't ever want to lose that. So how can I continue to, to, you know, learn and grow and, and leave that legacy that I want to, when I'm long gone, hopefully somebody still remembers uh, the name Scott Jarvis and hopefully it's not something negative. And if there's something negative I've done, I want to make sure that I go back and try to, to repair that relationship. Um, you know, I, I talk about remember the past, you know, and again, live in that moment, like, you know, Todd, I've learned a lot from him with living in that moment and then always be innovating and planning for the future. And I think Todd talked about that tonight too, is have a plan, you know, that plan can, you know, get you through those tough weeks. If you've got it all listed out and you're prepared, you know, Todd went out and got everything ready the night before and was ready for the next day. I think that's really, really important. And then lastly, I want to just, with leaving a legacy, I wanted just to give a shout out to Coach Jerry Pizzetti. Yeah. Um, run 433 games. Jeez. How amazing is that? Man. And I can only say that he didn't win 433 games because, you know, a, a part of it, I guess I should have, a part of it, he's a great coach, but a part of it is that, he loves his kids. And if you see him coach and you see the way he interacts with the kids, he loves those kids, you know, without question. And no matter what they do, if there's somebody who's going to give a, ki- a kid 1,000 chances to get better, it's going to be Jerry Pizzetti. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to throw him in that leaving a legacy because I think Jerry's left a legacy with a lot of kids and has had a lot of success and has a lot of student athletes that have gone on to be successful. And I think many of them would say that they learned something through that experience through football that has made a difference in their life that they've gone on and, and had success because of that experience. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. And, uh, those are great points and yeah. Congratulations, Jerry Pizzetti. And, uh, man, what a, what a legacy. How many years has he been coaching? It's been fifty three or fifty four years, man. So that's a, so that's eight wins a year. So that's eight wins a year.
on yeah. average. Yeah. I was just doing some. I, I found yeah. my. I said, okay, so has he been coaching for? Has he been averaged eight years or eight wins a year? That's fifty-four plus years of coaching at eight wins a year. Hmm. Good for Incredible. him. Incredible. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, that's pretty crazy that you'd have eight wins a year for that long. Yeah, it certainly is. It's nuts. Well, guys, thanks uh, for sharing that. Uh, that's good stuff, and I, I appreciate talking through that. Um, again, I think we try to be relevant, and uh, one of the reasons I wanted to talk through it because I know I've felt busy. Uh, I know Aaron's had some busy weeks. Uh, Scott is busy as normal. Um, <laughs> Sun came up. If, I, if there's not... If there's not something to do, I'll invent some shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, I just I appreciate talking through that. And uh, once again, I think uh, we leave here in better, better mental health than what we may have started uh, the evening. So uh, good stuff. But, uh, Scott, you're going to close us out tonight with the final thought. Yeah, I, I just – this is a little brief tonight, guys. I, I watched a video um, with Coach Saban. And he just offered five great reminders that I thought were just very poignant. And I can uh, pass the link on to you, Todd, so you can add it on to our, our, our notes here. But he offers five great reminders, and I, it just really hit me, and I thought it went really well with some of the things we talked about tonight. Um, he talks about, you know, we need to listen and learn. And he talks about how God gave us two ears and one mouth. So make sure that we're listening twice as much as we're talking. Mm -hmm. um, his second one was, you know, let the failings that we've had, let us learn from that and then turn that into a positive. And I think that's powerful. I think, you know, we're, we all, none of us want to fail, but we're not going to learn and grow if we don't fail. And so I think that's an important one. And, and he, he offered this too. He said, because I fail is why I succeed. So I think that kind of just goes right back with that, you know, let those failings that you've had turn into a positive. And then because you do that, you will have success. Um, and then he says, you can't be a great competitor. And, and when I heard this, it, it automatically just made me think of Aaron. Um, he goes, you can't be a great competitor if you can't overcome adversity. And, and that just stuck with me just because I, I know I, discussions that we've had on this podcast and you know it's the ad role is not an easy one and you have to overcome a lot of different adversity and all of many of them are beyond your control so how can we then kind of focus our the things that we can control and make it positive versus letting those outside forces you know cause us stress and cause us anxiety and how do we overcome those and you know tonight, you know, I think we talked about a lot of those tools that we can use to do that. And then lastly, this made me think of Todd was be where your feet are at, mm -hmm. live in the moment, be mindful of what you're doing and where you are. And, you know, Todd, when you said you had the opportunity to spend the weekend with your family and watch the football game and sit there with your grandkids, I can just picture that in my mind and I can just see your great big, huge smile. Yep. So I, I love hearing those stories and I'm, I'm so glad that you got the opportunity to do that Aaron. I'm so glad you got the opportunity to, to see Will this weekend and have mm -hmm. your whole family together and be able to celebrate and yep. <laughs> just learn and, and, and love each other. And I think that's awesome. So thanks for sharing those, those moments with me. 
Nice done. Yeah, nicely said. Mm-hmm. And Thanks, Scott. Uh, you know, to come back yep. at you, Scott, I'm glad you're having the moments you are right now Absolutely. Uh, with your yeah, daughters and experiencing yep. that. So, um, <laughs> I, I just I, I said to Aaron today, I, yep. I said, it's really weird when you have to, like, I almost feel like I have to reinsert myself into my own family. Well, so, so Scott says to me, so yeah, I'm, you know, we're talking about who's picking up after school. And I said, I was picking my daughters up and they said, you're, you're doing what? You're pick, you're you're picking us up from school today, and Scott's like, "Well, yeah, I'm picking you up from school today." That's fantastic. Or they come out to the parking lot and they're looking around for their mom's car, and I'm sitting on the parking lot, and my Yay! wife calls me like, "Aren't you aren't you there to pick up Brooke?" I'm like, "I'm right here in the parking lot." And she goes, "Oh, well, she didn't know that you were picking yeah. her up." So that's, that's great. She was out there wandering around looking for mom's car. And uh... Here I'm sitting in the parking lot like a dope, you know, and she's looking all over the parking lot for me. Oh, oh man. that's good stuff. You'll, you'll figure that routine out someday, Scott, of where to yep. be and where to park. Uh, yeah, I haven't figured that out yet. No, those, those are good thoughts. Coach, you never go wrong with Coach Saban stuff, I'll tell you that. Nope. People are tired of him, but there's, yeah, no, there's a reason why he does what he does. There's uh, a reason he wins. Yeah. And it's, it's not, yeah, he's a great football coach, but it's more than that. Oh, he's a people builder, period. Yep. End of story. Yeah. Um, and he's great. He's a great follow. Yep. Well, guys, thank you. Uh, this has been wonderful. It's been great. And uh, I just want to really sincerely thank our listeners who have made it to the end of, of the podcast with us. And uh, <laughs> thank you for your, your continued support and your listening. Uh, let us know how we can help you because that's what we're here to do. Uh, and if there's anything we can do for you, just reach out to one of us. And uh, you may get all three of us. Uh, but let us know uh, if there's anything we can do for you guys. Have a great week. Uh, Aaron, uh, good luck the rest of the fall. Scott, keep going, man. You're doing uh, great work out there too. And we appreciate you and, uh, just a, a great night to be with you again. So thanks everyone for listening. Thanks to our sponsors again, Gipper, Superfan, Varsity Bound, Hometown Ticketing, Jamie Beckler, and Goat Fundraising. Thank you to our sponsors. Everyone have a great week. Be blessed, everyone.